Hello. Yeah, Welcome to Books with Abuna. Today, we'll be discussing Small Worlds by Caleb Azuma Nelson. I will start off with a summary of the book and a bio or profile about the author. So the summary says that, set over the course of three summers, Small Worlds follows Stephen, a first-generation Londoner, born to Ghanaian immigrant parents, brother to Ray and best friend to Adeline. On the cups of being life on the cups of big life changes, Stephen feels pressured to follow a certain path, a university degree, a move out of home. But when he decides instead to follow his first love, music, his world and family fractures in a way he didn't foresee. Now Stephen must find a path and peace for himself, a space he can feel beautiful, a space he can feel free. Moving from London England to Accra, Ghana, and back again, Small World is an exquisite and intimate new novel about people and places we hold close. Now, the author, Caleb Azuma Nelson, is a British Ghanaian writer and photographer living in southeast London. His first novel, Open Water, won the Costa First Novel Award and debut of the year at the British Book Awards. And also, the book was the number one Times bestseller. It was also shortlisted for the Dylan Thomas Prize and the Sunday Times Young Writer of the Year. Joining me today, I have regulars on the show and a new one. We have Nasiba. Nasiba, say hi. You're welcome back. Hi. <laughs> I missed you all. Okay. And then we have Bene. Bene, say hi. Hello, everyone. Okay, so our new guest is Asay. Asay, please say hi. Hello. So Asay ah. has an Instagram account called Books and Brews, right? Yes. Please spell it for us, just so we can get B O O K S X B R E W S. Okay, so Books and Brews. Okay, so I will start. We are discussing small words, and I will start off by asking that: What was your general impression of the book? When you finished reading Small Worlds, what did you think about the book? I say, let's start with you. Okay. Okay, when I finished reading Small Worlds, in fact, when I was reading Small Worlds, mm-hmm. I just felt like something magical because the, the book was very amazing. It was sweet. Mm-hmm. And Caleb's writing is very beautiful. So I just feels like I've read something that will stay with me for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But then, how <coughs> first impression? I think satisfied. Satisfied will be the word I'll use. Because mm-hmm. when, when I was done, I was thinking about open water. And it made me think, like, because the Stephen character made me think about open yeah. water. Because I thought yeah. that was, like, the, the male version is the mm-hmm. younger version yeah. in open small world. I've not read open water. And it's a beautiful, ah. like it's a beautiful contrast. You know, so. Okay. Satisfaction. Yeah. Nasiba, general impression? Um, I was full. Mm. And then I was empty also. Ish. At the same time. That's yes. Yeah. Give me poetry. Yo, yo. Why were you the... empty? Why were you empty? I was, <clears throat> like I was empty because it made me think about so many things. Mm. And, you know, small world is like, you know how a very soft cushion, like it's it's solace, it's soothing, mm-hmm. it's it's a place that you can be. Like it will fill you in, yeah. in the right places, and it it would also empty you because it will get you thinking about 
a lot of things. And for mm. me, like small walls and open water, like I just kept thinking, I don't know if I can even this thing, like say what's the difference between the two books okay. because it looks like a continuation of, of, open, um, of open water open and water. small walls. But it just made me fall and made me empty at the same time. Okay, so- all of you have read Open Water and Small Worlds, right? Yes. So if I'm if I want to read a Caleb Azuma, which one would you recommend I read first? Small Worlds. Small Worlds. Oh. Well, for me, I th- <laughs> Open Water is for, an acquired. Take, take your time. Uh, well, time. yes. What Ben I said, like Open Water is an acquired taste. But here's the thing with Caleb. Even though both of his books look interconnected. Mm-hmm. They are also very different yeah, and yeah. stand alone mm-hmm. with different, like, small ones, even though it was family-oriented. Open Water to had a, a bit of family oriented, but also looked like a monologue okay. and a mm-hmm. soliloquy. Okay. You see, so it's it's two different things. Like, if you want to read, no matter the Caleb for me, even if Caleb coughs and you pick it, you, read you it. will <laughs> love it. <laughs> okay. So you also start with small ones. Like, start, because... The reason why I say starts with small world is in open water, he uses the second person point of view. But in small world, it's like it's the normal everyday style fiction that we read. But it's like his writing is what distinguishes the whole the whole book. So for me, if you're a beginner, start with small worlds, then you go into open water. Because every there are people that read open water and loved small world. And there are people that didn't finish open water, but, but no. lacked small, small worlds. So that's true. I think mm. everybody should start with small worlds. I say small worlds. Small worlds. So the thing is, I have never read a Caleb Azuma Nelson. This is my introduction <laughs> to Caleb Azuma Nelson. You are late. <laughs> you are late, but it's a good introduction. You are late to the party. No, then, that's what I say. You say it's a good introduction. A good introduction. At least I'm here. Better late than never. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know what they say. That's what so you appreciate it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful book. My first impression of the book was wow. That's, exactly. that's what I thought. People they write are big. Yeah. Hey. How can somebody convey so much with such a small book? Like, how are you even doing this? That's the first thing I thought to myself. I'm like, who is who who is this guy? Where did you learn how to write? Because I want to go there. But you can just tell that it's talent, it's gifts. Like he, he just can say the things you need to say. Yes. Yes. He, and he's very, like, emotional. imaginative. Yes, like, like, he, like he imagines a lot of things. I cannot imagine. believe that that book exists. And more than ever, I'm very thankful for the gift of book because <laughs> that, that book exists because there are readers like me who would appreciate it at every point. And it's a beautiful book. I recommend it for everybody. I think that's why we are on here. Yes. So. And anyway, my next one would be that you, reading small words was a bit confused. I was like, what genre does this book fall into? Is the genre breaking? It doesn't it have a genre. What, small. At what point did they lean a little towards? Because I, I get that there were so many categories and there are so many aspects of different genres, but where would you put it? Small words can fit everywhere. I think the example. YA is a coming of age story. Literary. It's a family, you can see the family dynamic. Contemporary is very, very you know, fresh. Okay. Everyday life. And which what other genre do you imagine? It's poetic also. It's poetic. poetic. I even yes. think that the problem with boxing is that we are trying to please. And I think that the now writers, the now writers, they don't want to be boxed. Yeah. So you see, I remember that 
we've sat here and we've we've tried to think about where can we put vagabonds. You cannot place it. Exactly. Anywhere. It's the same it's way the same we are thing thinking. We are thinking worlds. Where can we put small worlds and where can we put open water? They don't want to be anywhere. But then when you think about Caleb's book, which category are you most likely to put? No, when I think about Caleb, I think about Caleb. It is your That's style. <laughs> it is for you. <laughs> no, but like, you know, there are certain it's categories everywhere. of people that like, they read based on genres. Yeah. So if you are going to recommend small words, you, you have to find a way of convincing them. Oh, it's also a way, a coming of age story, story. as yeah. well as a contemporary story yeah. on its own. So yeah. that's you just tell the person to read it. You don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just like, just yeah, yeah because yeah. you can't explain. If you don't really go to sleep, you can't shallay. Oh, what are you explaining? Okay. <laughs> so I want you to talk to us about the relationships in the book. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, for me, it was one of the things that I <laughs> I deeply appreciated about the book the fact that steven steven is everything he's a brother he's a friend he's, he's a lover he's a lover yeah. yeah good good steven is everything i want us to i want you to tell me what aspect the relationship played in the book was it significant to the plot the relationships that were in the book how significant were they to the plot? No, small ones doesn't have plots Small ones that don't have a plot to. It's it's more character driven. Yeah, more character driven. Yeah, it's more. It's not plotless though. There's a plot. Yes. Okay, so the relationship. Which relationship do you think was most significant? Nasiba. The father's son. I asked Nasiba. Oh well, I am Benawa. But here's the thing. Here's the here's the thing about the relationships that was most thing. For me, one thing that just struck me about Caleb from open water to small ones is how he, he writes relationships and in such a way that it defies what society calls masculinity. Mm. It def- defies, like, mm. stereotypes. Yeah. And so, when you look at Steven, his relationship with his brother was very open. Yeah. They looked yes. like friends. I think there was no point that I was free. There was a sort of understanding, right? Best friends. Mm-hmm. His relationship with even his mother, it was so open. Yeah. Like, yeah. it wasn't the the typical... Um, relationship that we have in our heads about a boy and his mother, like this is a man in the house, behave like a man. Mm-hmm. You know, Caleb likes to use this word and I, I, I love it, like, they allowed, like you are allowed to feel, you yeah. are allowed to yeah. relate in the yeah. way and his yeah. father was, and that was one of the reasons, in fact, it, it was one of the foundations the book was built on about how he was looking for a certain vulnerability from his father, mm-hmm. like who are you? Yeah. Why can't you be open? Yeah. Why won't you allow yourself to feel? To feel, yeah. you know why? Yeah. Because there's a certain kind of connection that I want from mm-hmm. you, and you're not. So for me, the, the relationships were very soft. They were. It was. Oh God, Caleb. It's, it's relationships. What relationship? I think the basis for the whole. The relationship was the father, father son because mm-hmm. he wanted to, like his father, to feel things and and also communicate how he was feeling, not bottle it up inside him yeah. and then not say anything and they'll all be moving. But I also think one of the one of the the relationship we don't talk about was um that also contributed to Steven's growth was the one with Annie, the girl who came in and also left 
at a point. I think it yes, was yes, wow, it was wow. yes. yes. it was it was also one of the relationships that pushed Steven to finally come out of himself, himself. and say and pursue, even you, him. pursue all that he wanted to pursue. So I think it yes. was foundationally it was the brush um, he and his brother, uh, Annie and him and then his his and also her um Steven and his auntie. Yes. Auntie and it was that's Relationship just kept drawing me back to Ghana. Because in fact, because they came back to Ghana. Yes. What it means just to like have community, have yes, community, have people, in, have in places have a village. Home. Even outside home. The relationship with the country he lived in, and the country he came from. Like he said that the relationship his parents had with the Ghana was like it's a place they wanted to be, but a place they couldn't go as much because of the expectations they were having from. I think that was one very important and defining relationship. Yeah. Okay, so I say relationships. Um, well, the father's son one mm-hmm. and his auntie, like yes, Bernice said. Auntie, yeah. yeah, auntie, yeah. Because it felt like his auntie was someone he could go to. It's like, I have my mother, but there's someone I can go to mm-hmm. and I'll experience the same things or somebody who has experienced things like my mother. Yeah. And I can get something I want from yeah. her, just like my mother. So even when the mother died... She, uh, he went to Antia and he felt at home. Yes, yes, yes. And yeah. PSA, quick PSA, I forgot to spoil alert. This episode contains spoilers. Sorry. Sorry. Maybe after this episode, you get the film to where we No, but you can't really talk about a book without like mentioning something. But you see, no matter what we say in this podcast, we've not spoiled small worlds. Okay. Um, There's another relationship I'm talking about. He and Nan. Yes. His friend yes. that yes. took him in. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's very, it I mean, it's very difficult in a situation like that where they were living in their times and how difficult it was for someone to take you in yeah. like that. Yeah. And that relationship was very good. It helped him a lot. Even it was at Nan's house that he started to play his trumpet again. Yeah. He just went through a different transition, transition, transition. in uh, yes. Nan's house. Yes. Even the chef, the one he was... Yes, Femi. Yes. Femi. Oh, their relationship was very... Yes. And uh, one of the things about Small World is that it plays so much on relationships. Yes. And maybe that's why it's called Small World. Because yes. it's your small world. But then it's everybody you everybody. in your small world. I think he even said that in the very... Like in the opening lines... When they were in church, because the book opened in church, church. and yeah. when his father went to hold his mother to down, yeah. and he said that that is where he believed that a, a world can be of only two people. So, like, it played a lot in the relationship. If you look at the whole book, two people, like, in their own small world. And you mean, like, it, it has, like, that defining characteristic. Like, if it, if he's, um, Caleb is talking about the brother and, he's, like, and Stephen, like, it's the, the book will focus on his brother. But the, and, and, and it's different, and a different world. Yeah, yes. it's a different world on its own. So, well, I think we'll that's... We'll come back to Stephen and his brother, Raymond. But let's talk about language and Caleb's book. One of the things I realized is that this is my first Caleb. I realized that it has a poetic prose. The, his language had depth. Like, you literally can feel when you're reading it. The writing in itself is deep, but it's vulnerable. And then the use of Ghanaian language comes. <laughs> That's what yes, I It's on me. Yes, yes. I'm hungry for something. Yes. He explained homoyemi in such a way that when somebody says homoyemi, I would never think of it that way. It's on me. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it was so deep. So talk to me about writing the language and the use of Ghanaian language in the book. Let's how we are saying both of you. Don't look at I think that it was poetic. Yeah. And with the book that Caleb has written, if somebody else was to write it, it's just going to go like somebody's telling their story and then we lived in London and then this this thing happened. But he just found like one sentence, you will feel like he's doing too much, but it didn't look like he was doing too much because he was, even though he's explaining, it's like he's over explaining, but he just felt right. Yeah. And one thing yeah. I noticed, I'm holding my candle, like yeah. almost every chapter at the end, it felt like a poem, like an end. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. Every line, I, I highlighted all of them. I was like, the beginning and the end. It just felt yeah. nice. Yeah. I don't, yeah. but it's very poetic, and yeah. I, I love that I, I think for that for him. Now that I read Agnes Town, I want to relate some of the chapters. Yes, the way mm-hmm. Carmilla right. Yes, yes. The beginning of the chapter is very poetic. Poetic. The end of the chapter is like a poem. And it started with a poem. Yeah, it starts. It starts with this, like you know, it started in the church. Yes, he said they always start in a community. Yes, it gives the story depth. What did he even start with? He said dancing. He said, dancing solves all of our problems. Yes. There was a there was a particular line he was using since it, the thing the one thing that solves our problem is dancing. dancing. Yeah. Then something something here. Yeah. Then he's yeah. continuing. It, it was beautiful. So the use of the Ghanaian language, how do you feel? Um when I the first time I read it, I didn't read the, I didn't listen to the audiobook. So the Ghanaian language, I was reading it and it, it felt interesting. The fact that he was, and it felt right because people, most of the people that live in London, mm-hmm. to like uh, immigrant parents, they don't really get the language like yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's very they, they try, they understand, but they can't speak. But when I was listening to the audiobook, did he narrate it himself? The uh, audiobook. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yes, he narrated. The he narrated girl himself. is so funny. It told me, Kafa. He said that his girl came in a suitcase. His mother it's said true. his girl came in a suitcase. It means that he's, he's picking the important girl. Hey. Not the one he learned here. It was so funny. Yeah, but I, I, I liked yeah, it. I liked yeah, it. I liked it. Yeah. Writing. Then, for me, Writing like, a language. They, like, I, I want to compare Caleb. Not compare, but like, say Caleb and Elizabeth Asivendo. Yes. We see how Elizabeth Asivendo has set herself out. Like, we know she writes in poetic stand mm-hmm. verses and all this. Yeah. I think that's the same way Caleb has defined himself. Like, okay. you, if Caleb writes another book, we know what to expect. Yeah. We know how the book is going to yeah. go. We know the direction the book is going to take. Yeah. So for me, he writes in a very lyrical way. Mm. Like, so the book sort of have rhythm. Like, the book yeah. has a sort of rhythm to yes, it. Like, yes, if yes. you follow the, like, it's like it's in a specific pattern. That's why yeah. you can say, oh, you can read small water and think of open water and like, these books are the same. But all the, all the same, you you can separate the two and the two mm-hmm. will stand on its own yeah. perfectly. So I think, and the use of Ghanaian language, I think me it's beautiful. <laughs> it doesn't explain like the way Petinagafa does it. Like, yes. let's, let's, don't explain. Let like, find out for themselves. No, I think he was explaining sometimes. You say, but it felt... No, but then his explanation His explanation was yes. adding depth. Uh-huh. It wasn't That's saying... Like, well, even to me, the Ghanaian who I know what it for me and... Like my friend, friend and is, and he, no, put in, he put it in a different yeah, perspective okay, for I get me. It. Yes. Especially to immigrant parents who have been through so much just to get to London. It just made sense why they would say, I'm hungry. Yes, I'm hungry for something. Exactly. Like, even if you compare like, that to on rotation, she puts yes. footnotes in the book, like... 
Please, let me shame me. No, no, we are trying to compare the language. You are comparing. How do we say the book is language? If you don't compare it, please. Yeah. Yeah. You have your point because this one has been allow Benet, allow yes, her space. Yes, allow me. Yes, so I think the language like sort of made the book like different and made it like more like relatable to the everyday Ghanaian yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, I think that Caleb wrote. You know when they say somebody sings from inside the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> the, the sound of the music is different inside of his stomach like it's like when you're singing from inside you're so sing from there that that's where he rose from and for me like when i when i read open water i was curious about who caleb was so i read about him you see before caleb wants to write caleb is a storyteller he takes photos he wrote open water as a diary he didn't even think he was going to publish it. He was writing about himself, himself. his experiences. Like, I'm putting diary, like, I'm just, so diary that's him. Yes. He's just, he's a, he's a storyteller. He's a, he's just a storyteller. He's not even a writer. And so you can see it in the book that this person is a storyteller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he writes from inside of him. And now that you are talking about this, I think that in every, he himself is a very creative person. Yes. yes. Photography, film, um, and then writing. You can just tell that he's always trying to tell a story. Yes. He doesn't care about the medium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it could be in photos, it could yeah, be yeah, film, yeah, it could be yeah. writing, but this is a story. And for me, the it's just, the language in Open Water, like, just says it's all that he wrote from inside of him. And the use, oh, the use of Ghanaian language. Yes. Like, I like language that they will not come and explain watching and tell me it's purple rice. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, 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 bees, uh, purple rice and bees. I, I don't even want to, I don't want to hear it. When he explains it, it, it sends me back to um someday maybe something that um yeah. Oni said yeah. in someday maybe when um the girl was grieving and then she said no. But she was like, when I say sorry, you will not understand it. Mm-hmm. I must say the language. Because in do is not just sorry, it is I am feeling with you. But you know something? I feel like, and I keep saying that our language has more depth than English. Yes. Like if so, you English was summarized. You, you switch. Yeah, you switch. Because I want you to. Yes. Even when you are gossiping with your friend and you want and you to. See, to that's why they always say that people write a lot. Because I'm trying to explain this one thing, but I want you to understand the feeling in it. So they'll be writing too much, then those African writers write too much. Right, but it's not like that. Our local language has more depth that English does not possess. We, we, uh, English cannot fully grasp, grasp that. that. Yes. That, like our, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> And that is what I made the appreciate about Caleb because he understood that the local language possesses more depth. And he gives you that depth. Like when he says that homo, he says, yes. I am hungry, but not just hungry for food, yes. but hungry for something that's yes. lost. Like, yes. Yes. that is the kind of hunger that... So for me, like now... What Caleb does is that I see language differently. And it's the same way that Elosa does for me. Like, words are different for me. When you say something, I'm thinking a lot about yeah. what is that word? Yeah. What does it carry? Yeah. Yeah. Because you must, the word must do what I want it yeah. to do for me and not mm. the meaning yeah. that you have ascribed to the word. Point, 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 point. But let's, I also want to talk about the sense of place or setting in the book. It is, it's over London and then Accra. Accra. Did you ever at that point feel like you were, you were lost or the sense of place was lost to you in the book? So whenever he was talking about London, you could just tell, yeah, this London. Mm. And when he comes yeah. back to Accra, you can just tell that this London, this Accra, 
everything about you shows that this is a crap, this is love. Were you ever lost at a point or you were so okay with the way his sense of place setting and the way he wrote these two places in the book? See, uh, I say, uh, okay, okay, I say, hey, I girl. <laughs> books and bruise. <laughs> I don't think I was lost. You see, you the lost? problem I have with writers that do not live in Ghana trying to write about Ghana, I have a big problem. And it's a turn off for you. It's a turn off for me. There's a particular a... book that I couldn't finish because of that. So when name, 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 Dele West Destiny, first chapter, I didn't understand. Yeah, ruthless too. I think I, I, I agree was, with you about the sense of place at some. Me, it was not the Accra landing for me. Oh. It was now we are in Accra, but where is the, the girl living and where her parents The description are of Accra. That, that swap of areas I, I think that some of the, was something some of the for me. Descriptions in landing came into Accra in ruthless for me and some of this. So I just couldn't like tell. At this point, where are you in Accra? Like, where? <laughs> Where, where does but the I don't. Live? I don't think. Yes, and where does the parents live? No, for me, that was the no, sense no, of place no, that no, wasn't very. No, um, like because uh, the areas that she mentioned, the rate at which you can swap between those two places, mm-hmm. it's not possible. Mm-hmm. You can't be telling me that one person is living. Every, one was living around every, 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 and then one was around the Amasama or where, <laughs> and then, then there was no other way. You so could do the swap. Yes, I didn't think it was lost. Mm. When he was in London, even in the different towns of London, I don't know London, yeah, but when yeah, he's but talking about Peckham, through London. when he's talking about Peckham, you know, when he's talking about uh, when he went to school, Nottingham, you know, you know. like you just, there's just difference. And even when he traveled with a girl. Yes. 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 yes, yes, yes. It's yes. very. I think they went to Brighton or so. I reread it again. <laughs> That's why it's fresh. No, I read it. But I re- I reread it because of book club. We, so it's like fresh in my mind. I'll read it when it's we need to. But I'm reading our guest town now. Okay. Yeah. Right. So yes. Sense of. Are you done? Yes. So sense of place. Do you have any no, I, I didn't. I didn't have any confusion because it was like very definitive. Because mm. when he was in um, the UK, you could see he's in the UK. Mm-hmm. When he moved to Ghana, you, you could see the and even in Ghana, he was very specific where yes, he was. Yes, yes. He, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't. He didn't say. He I mean, went to the, the, that just place that the old people go. He even yeah. told you that the old last two Last two It's the old people's place. Don't you dare! Yeah, it was also. What it was, so I think there was no confusion anywhere <laughs> because of the way he wrote it. Okay. You want to be confused about Caleb. <laughs> that's what makes Caleb magical. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about parental expectations. Hmm. This was a, a very heavy yes. thing in this book. I have one And quote. for father and sons, it's very, very, very prominent. But let's just take Ray as an example because... Ray, as a firstborn, just followed. Mm. And you have an exemplary first brother mm. who has... Mm. Was it exemplary? Exemplary. So he had a girlfriend. Everything who was got pregnant? He impregnated somebody. Everything was going on well. Oh. Ray, and then there's you. Who goes to college? And then you tell me that you are depressed in college and that you want to come back home. You no, the, the difference between Ray and, 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 and Steven was... Ray carved out his own path. Yes, he was carefree. Even though he was, like, there were um, parental expectations, he made sure that, like, it's not like I'm doing everything my father wants. I'm also, at the same time, I'm also doing things I really yeah. like. And, like, inter- intertwine the I, two. I think, um, the Ray, father... 
Okay, okay. I think okay. the father saw himself in Stephen yeah. Yeah. and what he wanted to do, and it didn't work out. So he didn't want Stephen to go that path. Like I've seen, I've seen it. Music. It doesn't have a good end. Can you just be I an engineer or a business person? Yes, I understand. Yes, because true. it's true. I didn't think he saw himself more in Ray because yeah. Ray was not really into music. Yeah. Ray was, was carefree, just yeah. like him. That boy, he was on his. <laughs> but you know, one thing I, Ray knew was that Ray knew how to pacify his parents. Like yes. said, it's like Ray is like they raised Ray in this Ghana because you know how to do your thing and yes. know how to, to satisfy your parents. But you see Stephen, and that's one thing that Stephen, one thing that Stephen says that stick in my head all of the time, is he says that what his father understands is like, it's like the father is about struggle. They don't, their life was about struggles. There's a quote like that and that they don't know self-discovery. And what Stephen wanted to do was self-discover. Like, I want to go to school and do this and discover me. But because the the error, because he says the error of their parents was about struggle. Like, fine. He didn't go on to recall about how they came to Ghana. Everything was a struggle for Yes, and everything was a struggle for him. So even when I came, I had a family, I had kids. Like, there was no time to want to do music because the mother tells you that they were playing a band in Ghana. But when it came to London, there's no time to do that business. Like, it's serious business. Like, I need to So the father did all he could. So what the father understands is struggle. And that is the error. And for me, it also made me think about my parents. It made me think about, like, when they say do this, be a doctor, be a lawyer, be an engineer, do it, be a nurse. It's because they understand struggle. Like, when you come out, there's no time to discover. What do you mean by you have a talent, you want to act? I remember my brother told me that when I wanted to do theater acting, he was like, who goes to school to go and do acting? Are you mad? You know, and it makes you understand it's the era in which they were. It's about struggle. And for him, so he came to like, and that was a point where he was trying to understand the father for who he is. And he understands why the father is very hard on him because the father does not understand. Like, it's, he's in self-discovery. The weight of parental experience. You've already said mm, that. I was yeah, the last I was person. The one that wow. Okay, so I think that the book beautifully captures the essence of all this weight of being about. Because one of the things that happened with Stephen is that he went into a state of depression. Yes. Mm. Because you're in college. And it was his mother who and there was, was a lot going on in college to answer. Yes. He had just was he broken up? No, no, he wasn't. He was in fact he was even one of the reasons that he and the girl had that. Because the girl wanted to reach him. Like, what is happening? Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Stephen and Dell's story, the romantic aspect of Very the romantic. Boy. Were they ever romantic? <laughs> oh, it was good though. Oh, they were romantic. I mean, I, I didn't believe. There are intimate times where it's all that for me because it was more with the other. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. They were wasting time. <laughs> no, they were wasting time. No, they wasted no, time no. the whole. Do you know? Understand Stephen. Oh, understand Stephen. Stephen is in a point of. By some point, he was afraid. But, but, uh, but yes. Stephen was at a point of discovery. And you know it. The point where he could have shot his shot was if he was at a good place. When Dell. But that was the point he shut Dell out because yeah. he felt like he was not good enough. Two of us are. You know, and he began to doubt his abilities mm. because how is it that Dell made it to the music school? And He's also as good, yeah, so yeah, he didn't yeah. feel enough mm. for Dell Adam mm. because even he himself, he was like, "What am I like? Do I really?" He, it was just too many things happening. But even when the girl reached out to him later, he was now doing it's some. You can see that some long. I just want to say that two slow. relationships in That's the book: <laughs> Dell and Dell, and then Annie. Annie, yes. So the first one, uh, yes, yeah. it is the first one. 
he reconnected back to his first love. Oh, was so smart. They didn't connect. They didn't connect. The book ended with Stephen discovering it. Together. But that's not connecting. But you know one thing I like about Caleb. He does not connect. He doesn't resolve. He didn't. He didn't resolve. Caleb never resolves. The book is not about resolving romantic relationships. The book is about his father and their relationship. So he didn't want to. Caleb doesn't know how to resolve issues. He will not resolve. Let's talk about and oh. how oh. it impacted Steven's life. Mm. Um, I say, let's let's start with you. One of the most let's painful things about, that happened Let's talk about the mother. Um, I think a parent passing right, was it unexpected? Unexpected. unexpected. She just felt attack because they planned to go somewhere. And yes. Then, they planned to go to Ghana. Yeah. The funny thing was that his mother is the only person who understood him. Mm-hmm. Even when his dad threw him out, it was his mother who kept saying that check up on your dad it's always a mother connect and try so mother, how did it make you feel that whole grief part i want to before I before i talk about the grief part with his mother i i felt like he he was grieving a lot of things he was grieving a lot of things before even the, his mother's death mm-hmm. he lost his friendships he's like he was the only person that moved away from town he yeah. would call them and they are together how do you, they are jam sessions yeah, they are yeah, always yeah. doing something and then yeah. he felt like he was so he was grieving the loss of his friendship with Adeline, his um, <laughs> brother, yeah. the community, even when Auntie Ya lost her shop. Because that was a place yeah. that yeah. they always went to hang out. Yeah. But when Auntie Ya lost the shop, it's like they didn't have anywhere to go. So he was grieving that for Auntie Ya, even though he was not Auntie Ya. Yeah. Now to his mother, I mean, it's something difficult to grieve a, a mother. Somebody that has somebody that understands you, like he said, and is always there for you. Somebody always calls you, and to think that the last call the mother placed to him, he didn't answer. That would hit so bad. Because he expected that the mother was going to ask him about um, how you are doing, check on your father. You know, he felt that he made he lost that chance to, and then he the his mother's voice voice mail he lost it too when he came back to ghana yeah his phone got damaged so, so he lost it so it was very difficult i feel like it was yeah. a very difficult period for him but yeah. so then i want to ask you about writing vulnerability to a male character you know the funny thing is that every time we see vulnerability in books we usually see it carried by female characters so oh, oh. usually i didn't say it doesn't happen I'm saying that mostly men oh. write female vulnerability. Like, yes. Do you understand? But mm-hmm. we've never like it's Man, and women it, write it, men vulnerability. Yes, kind of captures the extent of um, masculinity. Yes. Yeah. like vulnerability and all like, like men can break. Yes, yes, and all men those things can can. So I think that's what makes also makes him stand out. Yeah. Because we don't have a lot of this. Like it's yeah. like every man is trying to write a female yeah. character that is vulnerable or that is being abused. But they write about your own character. Like, no, no, they no. Because they, they, they are not. They don't. Cannot write. They are trying to do your self hard guy, hard guy, hard guy. Like if if you take twenty books, you only get like maybe one or two. I think it's because they actually don't feel like that in Ghana. Let's say Ghana, for example. If you see a man crying right now. Won't you say, oh, you too? Bemen Sue. I will not say you too. I will allow you the space to cry. That's you. That's the thing that we have to relearn. There's no sentence in our language that says, Bemen Sue. Then don't cry. So, 
So then why you also crying? But you, you know, see, you look at the upbringing too, because you realize that uh, the person who allowed love. him be was the mother, that, not yeah, the father. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. the father expected him to man up. The mother didn't, oh. Yeah. The mother, they will cook. You know, they had a routine. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, even, yeah. He, she, they have a routine of her even dressing or doing her hair. Yeah. And he's sitting yeah. there yeah. and having the you conversation. Know, so a, they had, like, a they had a routine boy. that you would expect from a mother and a daughter. It was so beautiful. And not a mother and a, a son. son. So that was where the open, and the mother was very open with, about, yeah. about yeah. She was very so vulnerable with him. Yes. him yes. And first, like, trying she to make him was very vulnerable to Stephen. Where the father is coming and from. Stephen was also, and that gave him room to be also vulnerable to his mother. Yeah. But his father did not allow that. But his father came around that time. Yeah. That was grief. Okay. And you know, was that was also, that it can also explain to you what grief does to somebody. Yeah. Because yeah. grief broke the father. Yeah. Even when he saw Stephen, he couldn't do anything. Yeah. Stephen was taking care of him. And you know what he says is, who are you? What do you dream of? I, that was one of the very last yeah. sentences. Yeah. Anyway, so I want to... Nasiba, you answer the like other exactly. elements in the book, which is music and food. These two things, even though they were back, they played a very important role of moving Steven's character mm-hmm. and forming Steven's small role. So... What do you think about the whole music aspect in the book, the food aspect in the book, him talking about Jolof? She's taking out her her phone to read. (laughs) (laughs) Let me help. No, no, I'm not reading. I have a quote. I have a quote I have to bring out. I'm coming up with this one, so please quote your quotes and let's go. So you also have a quote. Like on my Instagram, the part where I say, would you want to start with a quote for us? So, so about it's even about music. I'm going to answer the question about yeah. music so, and so how much yes and and how much it, it like um plays a role. Two things. The first thing is in the beginning where he says that the one thing that can solve most of our problems is dancing. It only makes sense that here, following the shimmer of black hands, raised in praise, the pastor invited us the congregation to pray, and we allowed that prayer to make space, allowed ourselves to explore the depth and heights of our being, and when you. When you when I when I see when I, I saw this, you know what brought my mind to? He's a gun. <laughs> you know why? And he's a, he's very Ghanaian. Because people always say that Ghanaians laugh at, laugh about everything and dance about everything. At funerals, we will dance. Oh, yeah. Like every other thing we will dance. Yeah. Because like Caleb says, that's the way I, I didn't think about it, but it looks like it's a way that it's a coping we express our feelings through all of those things and then he said something about music and he said that uh, language is heavy and that he's not able to express himself in language Mm. he's able to express himself in music and that's why he plays like music a lot and for me music and food did play a lot of things even in our Ghanaian society somebody is griefing you go to the house, we are cooking yeah, food. Yeah, we are all cooking food. We are crying, we are playing music. Are food. <laughs> yes, because uh, it feels like it's a whole, like a coping mechanism. Yeah. Yes. And even in the book, it was reflected. When he yeah. was in a state of confusion, in depression, it, it was, was food. He started to, 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 to cook. He said yeah. he wanted to be a chef. Yeah. Then he went into music to relieve himself. And even his father. You know, at some point, the father brought out the tapes. Yeah. And yeah. began to talk about, about music. music. Yeah. And if you follow even the life of the father, you realize that if the father tells you that what was the point of his life where he felt free, mm-hmm. he will refer you back to Ghana. Yeah. The time he was playing. Because yeah. even when 
the stories recounted. Mm. It will show how very free they were. They played at shows. Yeah. I met your mom here. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. We drank it. It was a very carefree world. Yeah. But when you came to London, the dynamics changed yeah. because there was no time to play the instrument. There was no time to sing. There was no time to, to, to dance. It was about survival. And for me, like, that was it. And food also brought the mother and the, the uh, Stephen so together. together. They talk about jollof mm. and how the mother would like he would say there's the smell of onions frying. Ooh. And and for him and when he was grieving his mother, that was the one thing he would miss yeah. Yeah. a lot. It wasn't about the food. It's not about the cooking the it's food. The it's, and the the, the symbolism of that food yeah. is like even when you are cooking at, it, it's usually not about what we are cooking. It's about how we are coming together to cook it. Like, what is bringing us together? The Even the ingredients. Putting ingredients together. Yeah. It's a sh- if you go to a wedding house right That's now and you're cooking. Okay. It's we togetherness. Give you, give you this <laughs> Music and food. Better yes. please go. With my favorite quote from the book. Yeah, I, I did not read yeah, my favorite quote. So you will come back to you with your favorite quote. I have quotes. I think mine was... This one. Many of us gathered have long lost our faith. But we do believe in rhythm. We do believe in the ability of a four-minute cut to stretch time until it is unrecognizable each second in its forever. I think it was when um, Caleb was talking about um, his um, religion. Like mm-hmm. I think it was at the yeah. beginning of the when they were yeah. in church and all those things. Yeah. And I think it's one of the just as I said, the book has rhythm. Like everything that happens was in the form of rhythm. Like everything has a flow. Like mm. even the way we wake up in the morning, we have to brush our teeth. Like everything. Yeah. Like we deal with routines and yeah. rhythm. So yeah. I think it's one of the even sounds. I say, sound, yeah. I say your codes. I say this one that you've arranged for us. Oh, no, it's just one. I'm going yes, to it's one. one. And because our world is so small, mm. it doesn't take long to answer these questions. This happened when they were playing. They went to play football together, and one guy didn't come yeah. something happened to him yeah. and because the way he said and because our world was so small it's like they are so connected yeah. all of them in that community that's why when he left he was he feeling was, alone yes, yes, and yes. it just uh, explained the whole book to me as small worlds he has like a small world oh. everywhere that he mm. goes that community to him Asim, i think i know your favorite quote. wait what is it it feels like a small. It feels like a quiet life. Okay, you read that That's one. My yeah, it feels okay. like a. It feels like a quiet life, but it's mine. I have tried to build my own small world in the vastness, and it's helping. I'm feeling more and more like the person I was or the person I meant to become. This is how, how. Yes. And then there's this quote that so to sleep with grief. It's not sleep at all. Yes. yes. And then he so said something here. And he also said what? This one about I don't know what it means to move from. And when I think about this, I, I think about I read, me. I, read the quotes. I don't know what it means to move from one place to another. To make a home for yourself. To try and build a life from uncertainty. To have to do this alone, away from the people you love. I don't know how this feels. So sometimes, like today, I ask. And it, think, it makes me think about myself and think about migration. Yes, think and think means. about moving. Like... How do you do this from uncertainty? Like, I think that's what the beauty of collapse writing is. It makes you stop as a reader and think. Uh-huh. You pause and then it's very reflective. It makes you think. And now that I've read Kaimila, I really appreciate the style of writing because yeah. now you, you you are not only reading because you are enjoying the book, but it's also making you question, question your life. life. Yes. Question the things that are around you. Question the system. Question things. All these things that are around you. So, um, thank you so much, Nasiba. 
Oh, my handle on Instagram is as always Kakarang. K A underscore K A R A N G. Kakarang. The only Kakarang existing. Yes. Benet is the one. Benet reads on Instagram, threads, and Twitter. So follow me everywhere, Benet reads. Oh, and follow Two Book Club, guys. Yeah. To that, I say, ah, books and brews, books and it's ex brews. Okay, yeah, that's on Instagram. That's, on that's Instagram, our final words on Instagram, yes, that's on Twitter. Is just underscore. Oh, I say, just say that, um, after I read Small Worlds, something <laughs> you know, it's just one thing. I, I just wanted to say that after I read Small Worlds, like, um, something left me, like, some, I, I was undone. Okay, okay, I'm going to. Okay. Uh, go home with it. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> Think go about it. it. Think about yeah. it. Like yeah. it broke something inside of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you so much, guys, for having my invitation. Nasiba and Bene, your book club, please. This is the opportunity. Have a minute, sixty seconds to talk about it. Ah, hello, hello everyone. So, <laughs> Benarit and I co-host a book club called Two Book, book club. club. We meet virtually and in person at the Ian and the Library on every first week of every month. Yes. yes. Yeah. And your book club for read for the month. And for, yes, small worlds. This small is your opportunity, yeah, please. Yeah, small, small worlds so and pass run. through for our conversations, on guys. Seventh October, two thirty p.m. I say anything you would like to add. Honorary member. Board <laughs> 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 member. Board Thank you guys. Thank you so much for adding my invitation. Now, this podcast is powered by the GCR um, Studios. Please, if you want to listen to subsequent um, episodes and also previous episodes, please go ahead. Follow them on Instagram. Follow them on Twitter as well. Um, I think that's about it, guys. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 This way, Abinette's music will play. Go, 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 go. Now, don't go, go.